You are now tuned into the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from your personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other empowering content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Class is in session. We first make our habits and then our habits make us. John Dryden. So what are habits? Habits are a regular tendency or practice or you could say it's a routine behaviour that we commit to on a regular basis. Now, these could range from you smoking to you binge eating to you cussing to you simply brushing your teeth or the way how you drive or the particular people that you choose to hang out with. Now, when it comes to habits, studies show that 40% of our habits are actually subconscious. Now, what happens is is that the prefrontal cortex and the basal ganglia, they take the information and they form habits and make decisions based off of the information that has been provided. Now, with that being said, when information is repeated again and again and again, neurological connections bridge together and you know after a particular piece of information is received you then are cued to react to the stimuli with a particular action now for example this can be useful in situations where let's take for example somebody who is in danger right so when they are presented with information that senses that they're in danger you know their reaction or what they what they want to do, their motivation is to flee because they want to protect themselves, self-preservation. Now, what happens is that they will take actions to flee the scene or protect whoever is in danger, whether it's their self or a loved one. Or it could simply be in the morning when you wake up and you know your breath stinks, for example. What you want to do is you want to alleviate that. You want to give yourself that satisfaction of having a nice, clean breath and that that clean taste and smell and what happens is is that you know you wake up in the morning your first instinct is i want to clean my i want to clean my mouth so what do you do you go to the bathroom and you pick up that toothbrush and you brush the your teeth probably the exact same way that you brush your teeth for the past however years of your lifespan is now you will see this constantly so when it comes to habits we have good ones and we have bad ones. Some that serve us in a positive light, some that prevent us from achieving what we truly desire. Now what happens is is that we want good things to come into our life and we want to achieve certain goals. And what happens is our habits, you know, at first we are very motivated, right? But over time our habits kick in. You know, that's when, for example, somebody wants to quit smoking. Now, in some cases, it is it is an addiction, but to a, an extent, you can argue it's also a habit. So, when it comes to smoking, for example, you know, you will try to quit smoking, but you constantly feed into the triggers that allow you to keep on smoking. For example, you know, somebody who smokes, they say, oh, let me just get one more cigarette and 
call it a day and they might buy a new fresh pack and they say, yeah, I'm just going to smoke this last fag and then it's, it's, that's it, it's, it's done. Now, what happens is that they still have that pack left and they most likely will leave that pack in a visible site where they're going to walk past it every day. And whenever they have that trigger of seeing the cigarette pack, they're going to pick it up and they're going to open it up and they're going to want to smoke it, especially when they're stressed out. A way how we can overcome this is understanding, you know, what the triggers are, how long it takes to break a habit and to build new ones and so forth. Studies show that it takes between 18 to 254 days to both break down old habits and to build new ones. And it varies per person. We are all habitual creatures and understanding our triggers will allow us to aid us on this journey to creating better habits for ourselves. Now, when you are trying to let go of old habits, first we must understand triggers. Now, these triggers can be anything of your five senses. And it could also be something internal as well. It could be in your, some might say this is the sixth sense, um, but your thoughts. So one of them is sight. There are visual cues for everything, right? So when you see something, you tend to think, oh, maybe I want to use this to do some X, Y, Z. For example, let's say if you had, um, if you look at adverts and marketization, right? Adverts play on this. So when you go on an Uber Eats website, if you look at all of the pictures, they tend to saturate the images to make sure that they are of a more red tone. The reason why is because red triggers the hunger feeling within our brains and that will cause us to want to, you know, take that final action of ordering from Uber Eats. Another thing is, uh, let's take, for example, if somebody has a problem with watching porn, for example, they might go on Instagram or Twitter, Tumblr, whatever social media you're using. You will see a bunch of Instagram middle, uh, models that they're following and they're half naked and, you know, these images and videos, they elicit certain responses, right? These images is information that they're receiving into their brain and their brain is thinking, oh, because I've seen this before, because I know how this makes me usually feel, now I need to go get that relief. People feel that sexual stimulation and then they end up thinking, okay, cool, now I'm going to go on Pornhub and I'm going to finish off this feeling that I'm feeling, I'm going to get that satisfaction right another one is smell so smells can be aromatic cues you know when you, when you walk past the m&m store in central london you will notice that it smells like chocolate it smells like m&ms the reason being they do this is because it kind of makes you want m&ms and when you turn right next to you you're going to see the m&m store so it's perfect it makes you want to walk in more you know it's very easy to walk in there easy access you can smell it it smells great, you walk past it and you think, hmm, maybe I'll go inside of it quickly. When you're inside of it, that's when you think, hmm, maybe I'll buy a pack. Do you know what I'm saying? So it all goes on from trigger to action. Now, when it comes to touch, this can be, you know, you might touch a certain item and that feeling might trigger old memories that you've had in the past. And every time you touch this item, you think of this one thing. Another thing is taste. So, you know, let's take, for example, if you taste rich tea biscuits, you get that dry feeling in your mouth and you remember dipping your rich tea biscuits into a cup of nice hot tea, you're going to want a cup of tea to supplement it. So what happens? You boil the kettle and you make yourself a cup of tea and you start dipping in it. And that's how you kind of, you know, start to eat those rich teas and have the tea. Uh, another one is hearing, right? This is the fifth sense. So hearing 
you might hear the notifications on your phone and what this does it stimulates your curiosity it takes advantage of your desire of feeling desired or feeling important or feel connected to the rest of the world so what do you do you open up your phone you check what the notification is and the notification might not even be from somebody else it could be an advertisation or it could be a specific app telling you that other people have posted something or do you know what I'm saying? It could be post notifications or it could be anything that's unrelated to you. It could be so unimportant. However, you will still open up your phone, you'll still unlock it and you'll, st- you'll still, you know, entertain it. And then you would end up scrolling on the timeline pointlessly for hours and end. And I see TikTok does this very well because that's why a ton of notifications for apps like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, because this is what they do. They feed off of your desire to feel connected to the rest of the world and especially if you're in a position where you're bored as well what are you going to do it gives you that dopamine that quick fix if you're bored you're studying and you find yourself constantly on your phone when you're supposed to be studying it's just a way for you to it just enables your procrastination and you know this can be detrimental for your own success and your own journey to achieving what you wish to achieve and getting a, a better quality of life that you desire a way for you to kind of help to understand yourself is to first identify and understand your triggers and your habits. So what you should do, if you want to build new habits and break the old ones, which ultimately will change your life, what you need to do is you need to get a journal, you need to write down and observe yourself right throughout the whole day, maybe for a week or you can even just do a day. Just journal down the small habits that you that you have, whether it's the way how you walk to the kitchen and as soon as you walk to the kitchen you open up the fridge even though you didn't even intend to do that in the first place it's just the first thing that you do you want to write that down you want to make note of it because this can also play into other things for example let's say if you've seen the fridge right you open up your fridge and you pick out a cake or another thing that goes against your goal to lose fat for example you know something that will only make you more unhealthier and will take you away from your goals now once you know this you now know that one of your triggers is let's take for example when you walk inside of the kitchen and you see the fridge right and then when you open up that fridge you have snacks right in the forefront of the fridge or the cupboard that's the first thing that you're seeing right so what you want to do is is once you understand that trigger okay cool my trigger for me binge eating or for me just snacking randomly is the fact that when I go inside of the kitchen, I open up my fridge randomly. I don't even do it on purpose. It's just habitual. When you do that, you end up seeing that you are more liable to pick out the snacks because they're the first thing that you see inside of the fridge. Now, what you can do as an alternative, you don't necessarily have to throw the snacks away. You can still keep the snacks. Let's take, for example, if it's inside of the cupboard. You could put the snacks in the back of the cupboard. That way it's harder to see them. It's harder to access because you have to move things out of the way and it just makes you not want to pick it up because you most of the time you can't be bothered to do all of that for the snack. This leads me on to my next point. Once you have understood your habits and also identified your triggers to those habits, you now have the opportunity to now limit your access to the triggers. Now, once you limit access to the triggers, you're less likely to commit the habit. Because why? Because you're not receiving that information that makes you want to commit that habit. With this being said, once you've now limited the access to the triggers, you're going to need something to replace that, you know? What are you going to do? This is where you now create triggers 
for yourself to increase the access to your better habits. One way you can do this is this. Let's take, for example, your visual cues. Let's say one of your goals for this year is to begin working out on a regular basis. Now, what I did is I took my workout clothes and I put it on a chair before I went to sleep. So that way, when I wake up in the morning, I already know what clothes I'm going to wear. I already have everything laid out for me. So it's more easier for me to put on my clothes and leave my house and do the workout. And the reason why this helps a lot is because one of the things that we do, one of the excuses that we kind of give ourselves when it comes to working out is that, oh, like, I just can't be bothered. Or it's that feeling of having to choose which clothes you're going to wear and, you know, those simple tasks that create that mental resistance to, you know, just getting started. See, now the moment when I started making it easier for myself to access the task, it made me want to do it more. And then all I had to do was convince myself just to take the first step. All I had to do is put on my shoes and just, you know, leave my house. Even if I don't go anywhere, if even my first goal is to just go out my house and stand outside of my house at least. And I, I got this from somewhere. I don't remember where I heard this from. I remember I was listening to a motivational speech and they were talking about this and I was thinking... Let me try this. So I tried it myself and I swear to you, it works wonders. It really does. Because, you know, if you just start off with the small tasks, it makes the, the bigger tasks a lot more easier because you're focusing more on the process more than the end goal. And, you know, when you think about the end goal, you kind of get tired just thinking about it. But when you just think of the, the micro actions that you can take in between, it becomes a breeze. It becomes very autonomous. You know, when you start moving, when you start doing the work it just becomes habitual another way that you could limit access to your triggers and increase access to better habits is if you find yourself on your phone too often put your phone on do not disturb turn off your notifications delete your social media apps for a little bit go on a little social media fast and what you'll find is that at random times of the day you'll pick up your phone and you'll go on the social media apps even though even if you've deleted the apps you will still do it and you'll you'll catch yourself in a moment you'll be like why did i just do that knowing that you don't have the app you deleted it earlier you know this why did you do it because your subconscious mind is 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 experiencing triggers um from the, sometimes from the inside it doesn't necessarily have to be from a notification or for something that's tangible sometimes it can literally just be a thought that arises. Your thought could be, I wonder what's going on with my friend Samuel, for example. Let me quickly go see his Snapchat. It's one of those things there. And then next thing you know, you go on your phone, you realise, oh yeah, I deleted his Snapchat. I can't see what they're, they're doing anymore. Do you know what I mean? And that's what they do. They make you feel connected to the rest of the world. But, you know, it's it's just, it doesn't really do much for you, especially when you when you use social media in a mindless manner, you know, without intention. If you, lose it, if you use it without intention, you just become a mindless consumer and you find yourself scrolling along the timeline for hours on end, not doing anything. Knowing damn well you have uni deadlines to, to catch. You know that you have a exam later on. You know that you have to finish this project so you can achieve your financial goals or for your, even your life purpose. You know, these small distractions can distract you from your life purpose and, you know, in that sense, it's something that you want to double down on, you want to improve upon, because if you if you don't, you know, the world is going to experience the service that you want to provide to them a lot more later on, and sometimes that can be detrimental to the results that you, you desire. So make sure you're putting in the action now to make sure that you do not delay the reward that 
you've set, you've basically set for yourself. You know, you're priming yourself for this reward through your action. You know, every single day when you're implementing your habits and taking these actions, you are taking that step closer to the place where you want to be. And every time when you fail to take that step, every time you hesitate to take that step, you will see that in your results and there will be no one but you to blame for it. And that is why I'm saying, you know, you need to better your habits and you need to take away the ones that don't serve you. And sometimes some habits are, might be bad. They might not serve you, but you might enjoy it for a little bit of time. You know, it might be something that is you in your downtime, which is perfect. That's a part of your your rest and relaxation. And you need that. But if your goal is to do X, Y, Z, you should focus on improving the habits that aid you to get to that goal while starving yourself of the distractions. Like what Black Basil says, starve your distractions, feed your focus. See, now what I want you to do is very simple. This is just my task for you. This is your homework. I want you to get a journal and inside of this journal, I want you to track your micro habits on a day-to-day -day basis and what triggers them. I want you to really observe yourself. Think about it from an egoless perspective. Don't think about, don't blame things on other things. Just think about, cool, what really caused this? Okay, cool. Now that I know that this caused this, I now know that I can do X, Y, Z about this. This is what this is all about. This is all about diagnosing yourself and then giving yourself the medicine that you need. Just like, the same way as a doctor does it. Now, once you have identified your triggers and your habits, you now have the opportunity to decide which ones you want to keep, which ones you want to make changes of. Even if it's just one habit, you don't have to change all of them at the same time. Don't do that. Just think about the one habit that you really want to just change. And once you've thought about this habit, I want you to think about the triggers that cause this habit. Once you've figured out the triggers that cause this habit, I want you to then think of different ways that you can limit this trigger from occurring or from, from, from you from experiencing this trigger and then also implementing a trigger for something that you want to do as an alternative. Just try that. And another thing as well that I like to do as well, I forgot to mention this earlier, is I like to place post-it notes, right? I like to do visual cues. Now, something that I do is I, I'll, I'll get post-it notes. I'll write down maybe affirmations. I'll write down the goal that I want to achieve for the next month. I'll write down reminders such as I used to have on my mirror because I was looking to, to increase my uh, my muscle mass and lose fat and overall improve my fitness. I would write it down on a post-it note on a mirror because every time I see myself in the mirror, it also just shows me who I am, where I am at. And I would see in, a, in the mirror, it says, today I will eat healthy, I will exercise and I will drink plenty of water and I will get well rest. When you do this, you will see yourself like, you see the reality of the situation and you also see the actions that you need to take. So it simplifies everything. You don't need to think about, oh, what do I need to do? No, it's right there, right in front of you. You know exactly what you need to do. All you need to do is just commit to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Just make things very simple for yourself. And when you make things simple for yourself, life gets a lot more simpler, simpler for you and it becomes a lot more enjoyable because you just kind of go on autopilot. And when you go on autopilot, it's like sitting in a Tesla and it's just self-driving for you. You know what I'm saying? So, so now you've journaled down the habits and the triggers and you've also observed that you've thought of different ways that you could overcome it and limit limit your 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 trig the triggers that trigger your bad habits and you thought about different ways that you can implement better habits and to increase the trigger or the presence of the triggers of the good habits now 
what next? I want you to write down reasons why you want to get rid of the old habit and I want you to write down reasons why you want to implement this new habit. Not just a simple reason why, there's a logical reason why and then there's the emotional reason why. I want you to write down, if you want to, you can write the logical why, but I want you to focus and emphasize the, the emotional why. Now put this on a post-it note somewhere that you can visually see it, somewhere that you will walk past very often, someplace that you will check very often, whether it's your phone screensaver, whether it's your computer screensaver, whether it's your, your mirror, your wall of your or on your on your desk or your door anywhere as long as you see it frequently it's a good position for you to put it in now what this will do is this will increase the presence of your positive trigger and increasing the positive triggers presence will allow you to commit to doing that positive habit a lot more often simply because that you are reminded of it it's going to be in your head a lot more you're gonna be reminded of it very frequently. Now, once you've got your positive triggers set in places that will stay borrowed in your mind, what you wanna do now is you want to commit mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you wanna to commit to your emotional reason why. You want to think of that and you wanna reflect upon that every single day, just read out the post-it note every single day and you will Find yourself slowly positioning yourself to constantly commit to the actions that you're taking. So, for example, if you put on your wall that you want to lose X, Y, Z amount, kilograms in this month, you want to do that. Why? You want to do that because, let's take, for example, if you have an insecurity about your weight, if you have health issues or you know somebody who had health issues and you don't want to have the same demise as them for example for me personally my dad had my dad passed away when i was 16 he passed away from a bunch of health issues a lot of them related to his heart and you know he had bad habits from smoking cigarettes he started at the age of 14 so i saw how that affected his health and his ability to um, be mobile you know just do simple things like walking up the stairs and he's out of breath you know what i'm saying and how that messed with his arteries and his heart and all sorts of different things i saw that so for me that created a strong emotional reason why why i one i'm not going to smoke cigarettes and two why i'm going to focus on improving my health so i'm going to take the steps day by day to eat better to exercise better and consistently and hopefully in due time sleep better so with yourself being mindful of your emotional reason why you will feel a lot more motivated, you know, to commit to your the, the positive habit that you're trying to create. And as you find yourself being a lot more motivated, you know, motivation eventually burn, burns out and the, the fire um, tends to get a little bit smaller, which is fine. But as you slowly commit to the task over the span of 18 days to 254 days, you will find yourself being in a position where you're now just doing these things without even thinking about it. You're just, you're just dropping down doing 20 push-ups at random times of the day because you want to get stronger. You know what I'm saying? You're not even thinking about it anymore. You're just doing it. And this is the position that you want to put yourself in. You want to allow yourself to be put into that position. You want to feel open to taking on that responsibility of improving your health because at the end of the day, you know, it's all for your own self-betterment. And yeah, that's pretty much my message to you guys for this week. I hope you guys take it in. I hope you guys really do try out what I try, what, I, what I've just said for you, what I've just detailed for you. 
all you gotta do is just do it for 18 to 254 days if you want to start slow some people say you know do you start for aiming for 21 days that's basically three weeks and then after the 21 days have been done you'll find yourself being very motivated you'll look back and you'll be like wow like a lot has changed these past few weeks now you're going to be like okay cool i've really started off three weeks i may as well go three months go 90 days now once you go 90 days they say that it takes 21 days to break a habit and 90 days to create a lifestyle now as i said earlier studies show that it varies per person some people it takes more than 21 days some people it takes 200 200 days to create a new habit and break the old one do you know what I'm saying? So don't base everything around that. Base it off of yourself because everybody is individual. Everybody is different. Some people's habits are so hardwired in them that it takes a, a significantly longer time to break their habit than it would to take another person. So, you know, don't watch other people. Don't compare yourself to other people's habits and how quick they've done it. Just try it. If you want to take it a step further, try to get an accountability partner. Talk to a friend. Share this podcast with a friend. Let them hear this. Let them hear the the process of building better habits and breaking down the worst ones. Hopefully now you can then ask them, hey, can you be my accountability partner? I'm, I'm trying to create a, a better habit for, for myself, whether you're talking to a friend or girlfriend, boyfriend, parent, sibling, cousin, it doesn't matter who, colleague. As long as you feel like they will be consistent and they have you in their best intentions and even better if they also participate with you and they also attempt this and you know if you can take if you withstand the pain together you know one you'll increase your bond together and two you know you just become better you know the both of you are both going to level up so why not share this with your friend family colleague anybody that you want to choose to become your accountability partner and you will notice that you know let's say in times you are struggling and you might have a a bit of a relapse you can then tell them that you know and they will be accepting of it or they will tell you to fix up and what happens is that you know because that you don't want to embarrass yourself you will be less likely to relapse because you don't want to embarrass yourself you don't want to have to text that person yeah kind of messed up you know what i'm saying you don't want to look wrong so what happens is, is that it's very easy to just, you know, mess up in private. But when you're actually, when you have to show up somewhere in front of people and constantly commit to a task, it's going to make you commit to it a lot more than somebody who is doing it in private and hasn't told anyone of what they're doing. So what I recommend highly is to get yourself a, an accountability partner. I already know that only 10 to 20% of you that are listening to this right now are actually going to try this. The rest of you are probably going to be lazy and listen to this podcast take in a couple of the gems and then just keep it stepping that's what most of us do i even do it myself sometimes i can be very lazy or maybe i might be distracted i might say that i'm going to do this later on but let's be honest you're not going to do it later on so what you need to do is you need to do this right now as soon as you have a pen and paper in your hand start jotting down commit to it you know don't allow yourself to be that 80 to 90 percent because being that part of that 80 to 90 percent will make you the average person if you want extraordinary results do what the average person doesn't do this is part of the process take the steps and you will get there in the end with that being said that's the end of today's episode i hope you guys have enjoyed it i hope you guys do follow through if you guys want to follow our 
social medias so you don't ever miss an episode and you want to hear other empowering content it's going to be in the description below uh, the instagram is school of higher thought the twitter handle is higher thought pc those are our only two pages anything else is not us it's fake so with that being said every episode i release every sunday i hope you guys enjoyed it peace